Coming up on today's episode of the Lockdown Bucks podcast, we are talking Jack Sitchy, we are talking Mike Evans, and we are talking about your voicemails. Guys, your parents don't pack your lunches anymore, but you still need to eat. Have your favorite restaurants brought to you with DoorDash. Brown paper bag not included. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,000 cities, so you might find a new favorite. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada, order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the frame. Put your name to shame, cover up your face. You can't run the race, the pace is too fast, you just won't last. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks at jarco underscore bucks, at dh82 underscore bucks, and at bucks underscore nation. Yesterday we talked about injuries and related to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, specifically to the return of safety Justin Evans back to practice and you know hopefully back for the Thursday night uh, preseason game against the Dallas Cowboys ahead of week one and, and so on. And more good news on the Buccaneers injury front, which we all know that the team needed as star wide receiver Mike Evans has also returned back to practice after missing time with with that undisclosed leg injury, lower lower limb injury. And obviously, James, he's not going to play against the Dallas Cowboys. He wouldn't be playing healthy or not healthy, but it's just good to see him back. Uh, now he and Justin Evans returning, the Buccaneers who ran into a very long string of injury concerns and injury problems towards the middle part of the preseason are getting healthy now at the best time as week one is just one week away. The San Francisco 49ers are almost in town to kick off the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the uh one of the benefits of getting Mike Evans back especially when he's going to be healthy for that 49ers game is we all remember the last time Mike Evans went up against Richard Sherman. Uh granted Sherman was in the Seahawks highlighter green at the time, but Mike Evans walked away from that matchup with eight receptions for 104 yards and both of the Buccaneers touchdowns in a victory over the Seahawks. So yeah, there has been some concern about Mike Evans, whether it was a a quad or a groin or, or whatever the case may have been, but getting him back out on the field now starting to get kind of back into rhythm a little bit, you know, nurse that injury and, and, you know, be healthy for week one is a massive, massive gain. Although I, I don't think there was any major concern that Mike Evans was going to miss any significant time. Uh, it's definitely a great sign to see him back out there. Most definitely. And another player has been great to see coming back from injury for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this 2019 preseason has been linebacker Jack Sitchie. Of course, Sitchie out of Wisconsin when he was drafted, he was drafted late in the sixth round. Everybody knew, everybody was, all the draft experts talked about it, that he was a guy who had talent well above the sixth round. But the problem coming out of Wisconsin is that he missed the last 20 games he should have played for the Badgers due to injuries. He suffered a torn pec while at the University of Wisconsin as well as his first ACL tear before being drafted into the NFL. And then, of course, last year, 
played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for quite for a little while during the regular season, but then ultimately fell to another ACL injury. So now he's coming back from that, and he's he's been one of the standout players of camp and the preseason. Coach Arians was asked about Jack Sitchie during his post-practice press conference on Monday, and here's what he had to say. Jack Sitchie overcoming the two ACLs and then in his first two real chances back, uh, being a leader on defense, at least statistically, what's that say about him? Oh, how tough he is, you know, and um, how much the game means to him. So, yeah, it, uh, he's one of those guys that he never shuts up. Even when he's not, he's, he's hollering out there to somebody else, hey, do this, do that, uh, great job. Uh, yeah, so he, he's turned into one of my favorites. Yeah, and one of the great things about Sitchi coming back, not only is he a, a an incredibly talented player that has just been beleaguered by by injury, but we still haven't seen Levante David in quite a while. And if Levante is not ready to go week one, which some of the speculation is beginning that he won't be, Jack Sitchi can step in and fill that void until Levante is able to return. So getting a healthy Sitchi back, who is somebody who should have been, at the very least, a day-two pick in the NFL draft and just kept falling because of that injury history, getting him back on the field is going to be a major, major gain for the Buccaneers, especially with the way Todd Bowles utilizes his linebackers, whether it's coverage, whether it's pressure, or whether it's in the run game. Jack Sitchi is a great guy to step in and fill the void left by Levante David should David not be able to make it to week one. Right, and and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers obviously are not going to be happy if they can't get Levante David back onto the field for week one. But like you said, James, with with Devin White coming in and showing some of the potential and, the, and flashing some of the talent that justified his being drafted as the fifth overall pick in the most recent NFL draft, the additions of veterans like Dale Buchanan, the existence of Kevin Minter, and now Jack Sitchie, uh, look it looking like he's he's going to stay healthy. Hopefully, he can stay healthy through Thursday in whatever capacity he does play. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers definitely have enough linebacker depth to be able to take on the San Francisco 49ers in week one, giving Levante David a reason to not necessarily force himself back onto the field before he's physically ready to. And then, yeah, wrapping the whole thing up with Justin Evans hopefully coming back completely by week one and Mike Evans returning, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers definitely look like they're going to be a healthy roster heading into the season opener. All right. Well, David, yeah, definitely some definitely some good news there, but... We have more voicemails to address. Are we ready to address voicemails? They're good ones. They are good are, ones. Are they good? Are any of them going to make me mad? You know, I'm already in a bad mood. No. Okay. I don't have to yell at anybody. I don't have to curse anyone like I did with Derwin James. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Well, let's get to caller number one. Hey, it's Brandon Bucks fan from Philly. I had a quick question after watching this Friday's uh, preseason game. I know with the emergence of Hudson as a quality backup tight end would you trade Cameron Brake for any O-line death after watching this weekend's game and knowing that our O-line even our starters are not the best would you trade Cameron Brake let's say for a quality O-line player from the coat since now they don't have a quarterback to defend I mean to protect or any other team but would you go after a quality lineman maybe a starter um for Cameron Brake all right. Thank you very much for the phone call. No. Should I expand or? or... <laughs> that's, your, that's your expert analysis here, is it? It's my expert analysis. No. Um, no, I would not trade Cameron Brait for O-line depth at this moment in time. If this was 
two months ago, three months ago, I think it would have been a somewhat smarter decision this close to the start of the season. No, you you have to keep camera break. And I'll tell you why. I love Tanner Hudson. I do. Big fan. Dude can't block. Like Hudson, and this is something that David and I discussed, what was it, last week? Hudson legitimately may not make this team. You have two top-tier pass-catching tight ends, one of which is extremely good at blocking as well, and that's O.J. Howard. Cameron Brait, not so great at the blocking, way better than Hudson. Claire, kind of okay at both, kind of. You're not going to give up somebody who can kind of hold their own in the blocking game like Brait can for somebody who, as as David compared him, would be like the Charles Sims of tight ends. He's a one-trick pony, and you're telegraphing what you're doing to the defense if he's on the field, especially in a single tight end set. You know he's not going to be out there to run block. So at this point in time, no, it's better to stick with Cameron Braid for the offense that he can bring in the receiving game, but also the ability to hold his own in in run blocking. Uh, I, I like Tanner Hudson. I want to see him continue to develop. I I don't, at this moment in time, you know, forced to make a decision. No, I don't think he makes the team. I think he's practice squad. That's just that's just my opinion right now, but I haven't sat down. David and I are going to do our initial 53-man prediction this week. So we'll see if we'll see if he makes my final cut. Um, but yeah, it, it, at this stage in the game, trading for an offensive lineman and and giving up a key offensive piece, it's it, it's not going to help you. It's going to hurt you. Right. So I just don't know. I, of I course would. you do. Um, I, I would trade Cameron Bray for offensive line help. However, I'm only trading Cameron Bray if I'm getting a starting right guard. And again, listen, Alex Kappa has done pretty darn good um, for the bulk of the preseason and training camp. He looked He's looked very solid. So I don't want to sit here and say, well, it's time to ship Alex Kappa out of Tampa because he had – one bad game. Really, he had like two bad drives. Uh, he wasn't terrible for the entire game. And again, remember, this is like the best defensive front in the NFL, one of the best defensive fronts potentially in the National Football League. So also take, you know, take a grain of salt with a level of competition. If I, I, I think it all kind of boils down to expectations, right? And with Alex Kappa, I, I just think that it's, it's, if you if you're trading Cameron Bray, you're trading for a starter, which means you're benching Alex Kappa. And the one game against Cleveland, the two bad drives against Cleveland, yes, they were really bad drives, but they're bad drives. You don't bench guys for bad drives. You bench guys bench guys for bad games for for bad weeks, multiple plural weeks. Uh, Bruce Aaron said it himself earlier during training camp, if you go out there and you make one mental mistake. Okay, we can live with it. If you go out there and make five mental mistakes, you're not going to be playing for the football team. Alex Kappa went out there and made like three to five mental mistakes in that game. Yes. But those are the, like the only three to five mental mistakes he's made all preseason. He's had a very good preseason. So I don't want to, I don't want to get too carried away. Plus I'm looking at the guys. Cam Brate's making $7 million against cap this year. Uh, the three offensive, the three guards. Okay. I don't even know if they're right or left guards. There's guards making around making seven or 7.25 million 
are Brian Winters, Zach Fulton, Billy, Billy Turner. I mean, they might be very serviceable guards themselves, but and that's just kind of comparative, obviously. I mean, there's guys like talk about Colts. Um, I'll take Quentin Nelson. Yep. Like I'm 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 good with the Colts sending us Quentin Nelson for Cameron Bright, but I don't Cameron think the Colts are the No, plus <laughs> I don't think Cameron Bright does anything that Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle don't do either. But um, unlike Jack Doyle, Cameron Bright does not have baby hands. Those baby hands catch football, bro. Um nah, and then James, you, you make because James, you make you make a valid point, but uh I mean, Bruce has pretty much already said they're bringing in offensive help no matter what. So as far as bringing in new guys, but I think he's talking about depth. I don't think he's talking about replacing Alex Kappa. Like I, I really don't think that's that's really what's going on is, is that Alex Kappa is looking at getting replaced. I just don't. But as far as trading Cam Bray, um, I, I said it during the offseason. I love Cam Bray. It's nothing against Cam. I feel like what they could potentially get for Cam Bray, they could use to service this team better this year than they could with Cam Bray. Anthony Alclair and Tanner Hudson combined are a notch below Cam Bright. You know what I mean? Like if you make one person so they can make the system work to where if they put one guy in when they need him, they put the other guy in when they don't need him, whatever. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen either at the end of the day. Like I say all that just to say that I agree with James. I don't think it's happening. Yeah, I just I think the the level of guard you can get for Cameron Bright is not the equivalent to the level of tight end that Cambrate is. I don't think you're going to get good value. Yes. I'm not, no. I would be fine like you and I talked about way way back. I would be fine trading Braid. I mean, I love Braid. He's one of my favorite guys on this team, both as a football player and as a person. But if you had traded him before the draft, during the free agent frenzy, the return on him would have been much higher than it would be 12 days before week one. So at this stage, yeah, yeah. the bucks are better to keep him rather than unload him. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, I think the biggest suitor for a camp rate trade, if there was just kind of expanding on this conversation for just a minute, well, honestly it would be Washington um, because they're a team that has a athletic pass catching tight end in their, in their team on their team who is suffering from yet another injury. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Reed. Reed. The Redskins have a coach in Jay Gruden who is definitely feeling the pressure. Like he's on the hot seat. I can't see how he's not on the hot seat. Whatever. He's he's definitely got to be on the hot seat. And losing a guy like Jordan Reed in on his team uh just just kills him. I mean, it's just, it just kind of it just really kills him. They're not expected to do much anyway. So then losing him just makes it that much worse. Uh Darius guys, I mean, heaven forbid he goes back down. It's just it's just a mess. So I could see a team like that maybe pulling the trigger on a trade for Cam Brady, maybe even overpaying a little bit. But again, I kind of look at their team and I'm like, you know, if 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 they had this 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 offensive line that could really come in and, and fill gaps for other teams, really be shopping around. You know what I mean? Like, would they really be looking to to add more talent to their team? Because if you have an offense, you look at the Dallas Cowboys. They they can make I want to say minimal talent. They have some good talent guys on their team, but they can make they need all pros across their formation because their offensive line can just you know build up a wall and just hold defenses at bay for hours on end. Um, but honestly, like all these other teams, they don't necessarily have you know Pro Bowl caliber or you know borderline Pro Bowl caliber fans. Uh, they they've been working all offseason. They've been working all preseason on a scheme on a plan of attack that doesn't involve one of those type of guys. So they're not really. I don't feel like they're really desperate right now to go out and overpay 
uh, give up a starting caliber offensive lineman for a guy like Cam Bray. And like you said, James, if you're going to give up Cam Bray in this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, that's what you need to have fair value. If you're trading Cam Bray for a backup lineman, you're just not getting good value. All right. Well, David, before we run out of time, let's go ahead and jump over to the next voicemail and see if we can knock one more out. Uh, my name is JT. I'm from Longview, Texas. I was calling to try to get a couple questions on. Uh, one, run through the what you think the secondary would be if you were the one putting it together, the starters. Is Justin Evans your starter? Is Jordan Whitehead a, a, a starter for you? Uh, also, who do you think is a breakout player on the offense and defense? Thank you so much. Love the program. All right, JT from Texas. I do believe that is a first-time caller, so thank you very much. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you contributing. Hope we hear uh, a lot more from you soon. David, do you want me to go first since I went first on the last one, or do you want to tackle this uh, this starting secondary uh, conundrum first? I will give my starting secondary first. My starting secondary is Vernon Hargraves Carlton Davis on the outside. Absolutely no reason to change that. It's been working beautifully. Vernon's looked great. Carlton's, Carlton has looked great. Uh, zero reason to do anything with that. Don't don't fix what ain't broke. My One of my starting safeties, if I had it my way right now, currently with, with Buccane- what the Buccaneers are looking at, is Darian Stewart. Um, I know he's only he's been playing with the second team. I feel like a lot of that is just catch-up time. A lot of that is just kind of keeping him healthy because he is a veteran. He's a little bit older. But the dude is a Pro Bowl caliber player. He was a Pro Bowl caliber player in Denver. He can be a Pro Bowl caliber player now. I'm telling you, man, like seeing him on the field the day after he signed, calling things out, communicating with his teammates, being in the right place, making the right plays against the Dolphins, it was it was a thing of beauty. And he looked good against Cleveland. Uh, I think I think he's fine. I think he's just got to get fully up to speed on the language, which I'm sure by now he's probably fully up to speed. And then he's got a whole other week to prepare for San Francisco before they really have to get out onto the field. So he's one of my starting safeties. And then Jordan Whitehead, Jordan Whitehead because, again, why mess with what's not broken? Like I know Justin Evans is coming back, and and I'm all for it. But he's been injury prone in his career for you know for a reason. Like there there's just there there's a reason for it happening. I'm not saying it's going to continue to happen, but there's no reason to bring him back and inject him into a defense that is already looking very strong or looking very good. Use him as a role player. Put him in certain situations, certain packages. Let him come in, get up to speed, and worry about maintaining health instead of throwing him out there as a safe, as a starter. And now he's got to worry about getting injured again and making plays and knowing the language. And he's a young guy, uh, second you know second scheme in his in just his third year of, of NFL play. Um, and, and how long he's been out since, you know, last December and he was even banged up before then. So yeah, I just, I see no reason to mess with it. So as of right now, or the buck Buccaneers certainly sit with their roster. That's my starting tandem. If I have my choice. Okay. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. Davis and Hargraves on the outside. I would like to see, and, and I'm going to preface it with this. Unlike my my wonderful co-host here, I have not been to any of the practices. I was not able to make it to Tampa this year. Um, so I'm going based off of what I have seen in three preseason games. So you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Between the preseason games, what little footage we get on Twitter, and reports that we've heard, that's what I'm basing this on. I, I'm not there every day watching practice. So I would like to see if it's the same player that we saw you know, uh, a week and a half ago, give me Dean in the slot. He's so big 
and so lengthy that if he can get this defense down, he could be incredibly dangerous as a slot corner. I have not seen enough out of Sean Murphy bunting to be excited about him right now. I feel like I do right after they drafted him before I started like looking at what he could do and then getting myself excited and then hearing all of the reports about him like, oh, all right, this this guy could could be pretty legit. I'm not excited about Murphy bunting right now. I want to be, but I'm not. I am excited about Dean. So I, I like for the most part what I've seen from him, still seen some rookie mistakes um, as far as safety. Yeah, I'm going with Jordan Whitehead and. I'm going with Mike Edwards as long as he can get on the field. Another guy that we've seen some incredible splashes from, and unfortunately he's been sidelined with some injury, but if he's healthy, I want him out there. You know, the guy's a playmaker. He's a leader. That's what I want to see on the field for the defense. So that's, that's the five that I'm going with. How's that sound, David? No, it sounds good. I think it's good really in any configuration. Um, you know who's getting no love? Those Kenshaw Bryce, and he really has stood up he uh, for is, this team, and he's really yeah. he's really risen to the challenge with all these injuries. He has, he has, and I love Bryce. Yeah. You know that's yeah. a that's a good dude, and that's that's the kind of guy that you're you're excited about. And should God forbid a safety go down during a game, and you see Bryce come on the field, you're not panicking. You're like, all right. Yeah. We know what this dude can do. We're okay. It's not a, oh, crap. Here comes Conti. <laughs> oh, geez. Leave him alone. I um, love Chris Conti, though. No, I like your, I like your five. Um, well, yeah, I like your five. Uh, I still prefer Sean Murphy Bunsen in, in the slot versus Jamel Dean. I just think Jamel Dean is, is too uh, – he's not physical enough to, to play inside, I don't think, right now. Okay. Um, but not, not a bad setting. Mike Edwards, I'm really high on Mike Edwards. I really like his potential in the ceiling. Here's what makes me nervous about Mike Edwards, and it's not really fair to him just because of the injury situation, but he's done really, really well against very little competition. Like He's done really well in team-on-team scrimmages and, and practices. He's done really well against you know uh, the, the lower end of, of preseason competition, which you know, what, who knows what notch preseason competition really gets up to probably a five or six at most on a 10 scale, but he wasn't in the dolphins uh, joint practices. He didn't play against Cleveland in the quote unquote dress rehearsal. He's not playing against Dallas in the, in the final one. So it's just, he's missed too much time for, for a, for a rookie uh, to, for me to trust rolling him out there as a starter right now. That's why Darian Stewart gets the tip of a cap for me. Um, if he had played against the dolphins, even, you know what I mean? Even if he missed, the game and missed the Browns game, but was able to show some stuff against that's out there trying to get him fired. I would feel more comfortable with it. That's very fair. I will concede, sir. I will. (laughs) But now we got to do the, uh, the breakout players before we really run out of time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, tell you what, I'll take defense. You take offense. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. I, I talked about it in our, our preview last week. Give me all the Shaq Barrett. I'm really excited about this guy, and I think he is going to be a playmaker for this team. He's getting opportunity. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of the linebacking core as a whole, and I think the more reps that Barrett gets, the more opportunity he gets, the more comfortable he is starting to to take on that role, the more we're going to see out of him. It may not be an immediate breakout, 
But I think when we once we start getting into weeks, you know, four, five, six, Barrett's going to start to hit a stride, man. And he's going to be kind of the way Nassib was last year. Okay, you know, Nassib didn't start off on fire, but as the season went on, Nassib became a key member of the defense. And I see a lot of that with Shaq Barrett this year. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to do for the team. And uh, I I think he's going to have one heck of a year. I like it. I like it. Um, So I'll go on offense. So the term breakout player can be a little bit confusing. I'm going to use the term breakout player in this instance as a player who exceeds standards from coming coming into the year, right? And because of that, I'm going to use Scotty Miller. Um, I know yes. Chris Godwin's obviously the easy the easy answer, but Chris Godwin's ex- expectations and hype are so high right now that I don't know if he can even he like I think he's he's more set up to have a disappointing year at this point than he is to having a breakout year at this point because of the expectations tied around him right now. Uh, which I love because I think that he's going to fill, fill uh, he's going to fulfill them. However, Scotty Miller, uh, Winston, James Winston loves the slot. James Winston loves uh, those those quick hitters and, and all that stuff. And this offense loves those quick hitters, um, especially if this offensive line continues to have some of these top notch defensive fronts. Then James Winston is going to have to go out there with the mindset of exposing and exploiting some of these shorter routes. Uh, Scotty Miller on a reverse. Scotty Miller on a double reverse. Scotty Miller on a wide receiver screen. Quick slants, drags. Ins, outs, cuts, uh, hitch routes, flies, whatever you want. Um, I'm not saying Scotty Miller is going to lead the team in receiving by any means. I'm not even saying he's going to be the third highest receiver on the team as far as receptions or yards. But similar to what Bruce Arians said about Rojo, I think they see a little bit of the same thing in Scotty Miller. This is a guy who can take the ball, make one guy miss. If he if he gets the ball eight to ten yards off the line of scrimmage, makes one defender miss, he could be gone. He could be absolutely gone. And that's that's huge. That's a huge advantage for the Buccaneers offense. And I think utilize, utilizing him in the right way is going to be the key. And I feel like Bruce Arians is excited for this. Listen, this kid missed so much practice. He missed so many opportunities. He missed every single practice against the Dolphins. And when he got back, he ran with the ones. That means something. That means a lot. And I've said it all preseason. What I've been waiting for is to see him on the field in pads because I wanted to see if this was a faster Kenny Bell. What I saw was a kid who was not afraid to run over the middle. He's not afraid to run out of the slot. He's not afraid to get dirty with defenders. However, I also saw him on occasion get down and avoid some big hits, which is smart. I like that. What I don't like is a guy who ducks and avoids hits as the ball is coming to him. That's what I don't want to see. That's not what I saw. Uh, I'm expecting him to play at least a little bit against Dallas. He might not, depending on how just how solidified his position is. But I would hope to see him a little bit against Dallas, and I'm hoping to to see a little bit more of what we saw against Cleveland. And if so, man, I think that Scotty Miller is a guy who, you know, Buccaneers fans right now, local Bucks, Tampa media has kind of picked up on him and really been excited about it. But I think he's a guy that could actually make some noise and get some, you know, some national highlight, good morning football type stuff uh, if, if everything pans out. Yeah, he's just got to stop fair catching those returnable punts. Right, Bailey? Ah, ah. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Blue Chew, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew 
brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. For instance, you know, a lot of guys talk a big game, but if you're a one-and-done kind of guy, Blue Chew can even help you get to round number two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for all our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code locked on. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E chew.com. Promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N to try Blue Chew for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, David, we are out of time. So please, if you want to send us your voicemails, give us a call to 813-444-5841. Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have a terrific Tuesday, and we thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks. Bucks.